Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday, July the 29th of 2020. Glad you guys are joining us for the show this morning. Is that a new shirt? Uh, it's not new, but yes, it is a shirt I'm going to try to try to sell today. It's the Mandalorian. I know you don't know what it is. I know what it is. People call it Baby Yoda. It's yeah. actually called The Child. Is he the Mandalorian? No. No, I didn't think so. No. I, was, I was testing you to see if you knew that. Although The Mandalorian got tons of nods for Emmy Awards. You need to watch it. What's that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix scored tons of them. Like, basically, if you're not on Netflix, you have no Emmy right. nominations. <laughs> so you're going to try to sell your own shirt today? Well, well, not the shirt off my body, but we're going to be getting some shirts like that. And if you wear them, people are like, oh, where'd you get that? There you go. You know? So if you'd like to buy the shirt off of Kelly's body today, we are going to sell that I on the radio. I just said the opposite of that. We are going to sell that on the radio. We'll take the highest bidder. We'll start at 35 cents. No. <laughs> I got 50. <Come> done. <laughs> All right. So again, today's July the 29th. Let's take a look at what uh, we're going to celebrate today. How about that? You okay, ready? Yeah. Okay. So today is National Chicken Wing Day. I can celebrate that. Dude, one of my favorite foods. And it might be my favorite. Hmm, I wonder what chicken wing is your favorite. Ah, uh, take me to the hoots. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> also, National Lasagna don't Day. Don't call it the hoots, by the way, <laughs> ever again. It's okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that, but only you would make that sound uncool. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to the hoots. <laughs> See, you sound... <laughs> no, now you're making me feel stupid. <laughs> you're red. I am red, because I am embarrassed. <laughs> Why do I still get embarrassed? Uh, also, today is National Lasagna Day. So if you had the choice to pick chicken wings or lasagna, what do you pick today? I'm going lasagna. Are you really? Yeah. And I love it. The thing about me and lasagna, I think I make a really good lasagna, mm-hmm. but my wife and son don't think so. <laughs> because I'm like, would you guys like lasagna? And I'm really trying to sell it. And they're like, ah, nah. Well, what are you doing wrong? Are you forgetting an ingredient? I just don't know if they just don't like it or what. No, I'm not a forgetting an ingredient. I'd have tons of ricotta cheese it and It does take sauce, a long time to make. But it's so good I'd rather just get some stofers and put it in the oven. <laughs> I thought about that the other day, too. <laughs> also today, again, July the 29th, 20 years ago today, Brad Pitt married Jennifer Aniston. So, <sighs> I know. And we still long for them to yes. be together in some weird and awkward way. Anyway, thanks for starting your morning with us. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so the year was 1994, and Alan Jackson had the number one song in country music on this day. Sometimes I wonder what I'm going to do because there ain't for the Summertime Blues, number one on this day in 1994. What's happening with your favorite celebrities? Brandon Baxter in the morning's got your gossip. All right, because it's topical, we'll keep you up to date on Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Uh, We told you that Kim has flown to Wyoming to go and visit Kanye. Kanye, not in real good spot right now, right? That's kind of the story we're hearing. So Kim has this emotional breakdown in the car. It's caught by the paparazzi, and then she leaves. Mm -hmm. She's gone back home. Kanye is still in Wyoming. And people are saying that Kim has known about Kanye's bipolar disorder for a long time. Yeah. And she's always tried to support him and lift him up and <clears throat> all of that for all these years. But she thinks this might be the worst episode he's ever had. Oh, man. 
and she believes he's actually hit rock bottom. She's just waiting for the point where he realizes, oh my gosh, look what I've done. Mm-hmm. And it's all based on, you know, sometimes you feel the need to say things. Like he was at the rally and mm-hmm. said some things. He got on social media and said some things. Sometimes it's better just not to say some things. Yeah. But Kim's still trying to help Kanye, but she does fear he has hit rock bottom. Got you gossip on Megan Fox. So Megan and Machine Gun Kelly, he's a rapper, were first romantically linked about two months ago, and no one knew if they were still together or not. Well, if you're wondering about them, they have officially confirmed their relationship on social media. He shared a black and white hugged up mirror selfie on Instagram of himself and Megan, both sticking their tongues out. You know, all couples do that picture, right? Yeah, sure. I do it all the time. Yeah. Uh, He proclaimed his love for her by saying, quote, waited for eternity to find you again. So, uh, again, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are officially a couple. I'm going to go back and look at this picture. Yep. Can I just say, I'm going to say something. It might not be popular to some people. I don't think they go together. They, yeah, it's, it's a little different. It, it, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't click for me yet. Maybe that's why it works. Maybe. She's really pretty, No, though. she is, yeah. Never really paid much attention to her. How not? I don't know. Oh, you hadn't seen Transformers, have you? No. I'm not allowed to watch it. Transformers? Any movie with a girl, I'm not allowed to watch. <laughs> oh, hush. <laughs> hey, got you guys up on Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. They're selling one of their homes, their home in Malibu, California. They're selling it for $8 bucks. Oh. Let me give you a heads up on kind of a description of the house. The house is 4,400 square feet. It features 50 feet of beachfront. Like, it's on the beach, and it's that big. It has five bedrooms, four and a half baths. They say uh, interested buyers can actually tour in person or virtually. So I've made an appointment today. Oh, have you? I hope they don't run my credit. (laughs) (laughs) They bought the house from Jeremy Piven like last year. Wow. Can you imagine what they're about to upgrade to? So they bought it for $6.6 million from Piven, want to sell it for $8 million. And they will because it's J-Lo and A-Rod. Yeah, in a year and a half, they're going to make a profit and throw that into no telling how big of a house. Wow. Or how many houses they have together. But it's a crazy story on J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez. And, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. A lot of people are still talking about Regis Philbin, including Kelly Ripa. And she talked about the greatest advice she ever got from Regis. And I'm just going to say, I think I'm kind of like Regis. And why is that? I, I think we, like, and I don't even think I knew that Regis said some of the things he said, mm-hmm. but you told me the other day that, uh, was it Kathy Lee or Kelly who said when they would come in all excited to tell Regis a story before the mm-hmm. show, what would Regis say? It was Kelly. And she said she'd come in all excited to want to tell him about her weekend or whatever. Cause they were, I was like her dad, her big brother. She loved him. Right. Yeah. She wanted to t- talk to him and he would go, save it, save it for the show. Save it. And you do that to me all the time because I'll come in, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what my kids did. And you'll go, oh, don't, don't, hear don't it. talk. I don't want to hear it. Save, save it. it for the radio. Save it yep. for the show. Yeah, so, so. so yeah, you're basically Regis. I'm basically the Arkansas Regis. And my name's already Kelly. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so here's another thing. And this just made me like, oh my gosh, we're so much alike in, in some ways. Her greatest, uh, his greatest advice to her, she says, was uh, basically, let me just give you the quote. She said, quote, you cannot be one person on camera and a different person once the light goes off or oh, the wow. audience is gone. You have to be who you are. A hun- that's, that's, that's awesome advice. And that's like the greatest radio mm-hmm. advice you could ever give to somebody yep. who wanted to start off in radio. Yep. Like and when people meet us, one of the biggest compliments we can get is, you guys are just like you are on the radio. It's like, we don't have to act. This nope. is what we do. If we sound silly and goofy, that's how we act mm-hmm. in public. True. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I think that's great advice. Cool stuff. Still to, to read about the thoughts that people have and how much admiration people had toward a legend mm-hmm. in Regis Philbin. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Jeff Bezos' wife, he's the Amazon guy, right? Mm-hmm. And they've gone through this big divorce. And you know, he's loaded, like super loaded. And because they divorced, she's super loaded as well. Uh, and she has already given away $1.7 billion. Oh, my goodness. $1.7 billion donated to different charities, which is just crazy. Good for her. So congratulations to her. Also, if you're a fan of game shows, it looks like production's about to start again for Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. You guys are big game show watchers. Oh, my wife wants to watch them all the time. But they're saying they're going to have to do more social distancing on the game show. So, mm. you know, most of us can picture a Wheel of Fortune, and they're going to have to separate the contestants even further. Wow. 
on Jeopardy, those contestants are fairly close mm -hmm. within just a few feet of each other. They're going to have to move them apart as well. So, and there's no idea exactly how it's going to look or how it's going to turn out, but that's a couple of the trending stories this morning. Of course, a lot of people are talking about Alex Trebek. Will he be able to go back and be on the set? I hope so. What He just turned 80, right? Mm -hmm. And he's battling stage four pancreatic cancer. And they're going to go back mm -hmm. into production. Wow. But it's wild. So much of the entertainment world has been shut mm -hmm. down yeah. during the pandemic. And it's about time to get some new episodes of stuff sent out there. If you could be on one of those two shows, Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy, what do you go on? Uh, Wheel of Fortune. I am not good at asking or answering answering in the form of a question. Yeah. Is that no way? You couldn't do that. Oh, they'd laugh me. I'd be I'd be done the first the first time. Done. <laughs> I'd but much rather guess a phrase. You think you can do that? Yeah. So like the spelling Give me an thing. R. That's I need pretty to buy easy. A vowel. That's easy. All right. I what, know my vowels. Okay. What are your vowels? A E I O U. Okay. What are your vowels? Do you know those? What? Huh? Oh. <laughs> Figured you would. You're an idiot. Uh, what? I'm just checking. So, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, going back into production. She's the queen of the vowels. You Not betcha. Vowels. <laughs> you betcha. And she's cool again. <laughs> That'll never happen. Here's Kane Brown. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. People are crazy. A 36-year-old woman named Andrea and her buddy named Jeremy broke into a house in Reynoldsville, Pennsylvania to rob the place. Well, they thought the six people who lived there were at the airport, but they were wrong. So when they found uh, the people were home, they decided to improvise and tie them up. Oh, my gosh. But they didn't have anything to tie them up with, so Andrea took off her uh, over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Oh, yeah, that. You know, that, and yeah. she used that to tie up a 17-year-old. Well, the bra wasn't very effective, and the 17-year-old that Andrea tried to tie up quickly escaped okay. and was able to call the police. Wow. The police showed up, and both Andrea and Jeremy were arrested on several charges, but they used that as a tool to tie somebody up. All right. But speaking of brassiers, oh. you know, balloon cocoons, oh. mothers are so similar to bras. Really? Close to your heart and there for support. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there's even more proof that people are crazy. Hello, Wednesday morning, July 29th. We are here, you are here, we are together. And as we say... Good morning, Arkansas! There you go. <laughs> I like it. Can we keep it? Does I it don't feel, know. Does it feel less stupid today? No, it feels the same. Well, dumb. don't treat it like you it's dumb. You keep pointing at me and it, something happens and I just have to say it. Treat it seriously. Try again. No, you're not going to turn the music I'll down. turn it back up. Try again. Go ahead. No, I did it fine. No, you told it me it was fine. I want you to feel comfortable one more time, then I'll be done, I promise. Good morning. <laughs> you can't turn down the music. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Get on my nerves. Why does that make any difference? Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Budweiser has a new product that's launching today that, well, what I'm is just going to tell you about it. It's you one of those products. Tell us no, about it's, it. You ever tried like, okay, I'm going to try low calorie beer and I'm not talking light beer, but I'm talking about like very limited calories, even less than the ultras of the world. Okay. Like it really Kinda starts watery. to lose flavor. Yeah. Like, cause we bought some one time when I was on a diet uh, and I'm like, okay, this is terrible. Yeah. I'd rather drink, you know, a soft drink mm -hmm. than to drink bad beer. Well, uh, Budweiser is releasing a new beer. It's called Budweiser Zero. This beer only has 50 calories. Hmm. And it's alcohol free. What? It's, is it the worst? What's the purpose? I guess just the taste of it, but it's going to be a watered down phony beer. Huh. Maybe they figured it out and have mastered the way that they can make it yeah. to where it tastes the same, hmm. but it's non-alcoholic and it's 50 calories. As a matter of fact, if this is good, I will drink it during the show. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's non-alcoholic. Why couldn't I? Just because it says it on the outside doesn't mean anything. There you go. I had a buddy one time. Uh, his wife had told him he wasn't allowed to drink when we would go out like with my wrestling buddies, right? 
And he would always get like O'Doul's or whatever the non-alcoholic beer was. Mm -hmm. So when his wife would get up and go to the bathroom, he would chug the O'Doul's or pour it out into a cup and then pour the pitcher of beer into the non-alcoholic because it smelled the same. Wow. He was playing the game, tricking the girl. It's just what he did. Mm -hmm. Country music news. K-Fine. Country music news. On Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Tyler Hubbard of Florida George Line was worried that his 10-month-old son, Luca, had coronavirus. They say over the weekend he was feeling ill, not really uh, looking the best, and they took him in to get tested for COVID-19. Now, the results came back, and the good news is no COVID for the 10-month-old. But can you imagine having Mm -hmm. to take your 10-month-old child in for one of those tests? That's scary. Just traumatic. Mm -hmm. Justin Moore has a new song out that's really popular right now. And I think the reason maybe it's because we're in a pandemic yeah. and it's a drinking song and yeah. we're being quarantined. Yeah. That's why we drink. Cause it's Friday. Oh, yeah. Cause it's Monday. Cause it's a charcoal burning Sunday. Cause we ain't gonna get to one day. That's why we drink. So there's a really fun story behind the song. He and his wife were out to dinner maybe a year or two ago, and they were eating with his parents. Well, he ordered two or three beers before the food got there, like some of us have done before. And his mom said, why do you drink so much? And he said, I don't know. I just like it. And she said she was, he said to make sure that we knew that she was drinking a margarita at the time. But after dinner, he was down in Destin, Florida with some friends and had this idea for the title. And he told the story to to his friends about his mom. And one of his buddies said... Well, we drink because it's Friday. And then another one said, because it's Monday. And oh, then he said wow. they just all started joking around about the things that they drink about. And they just kind of threw out every reason they could think of for a few minutes. So they said that they were literally standing in his pool drinking beer. It was that simple. And probably laughing about, oh, yeah. because it's Monday. Yeah. Right. And there, I think there was a lot of things they wanted to put in that they didn't have room for. Because yeah. they had all of these, you know, cliche reasons why That's people drink. Awesome. But there you go. I want to be a songwriter when I, know. I grow up. Hey, and also if you're a fan of Reba McIntyre, she has an album to be re-released on September the 11th. So it's going to be the 30th anniversary of her album, Rumor Has It. This this album came out in 1990, 30 years ago on September the 11th, and she will re-release it and merchandise from the same time frame as well. So uh, songs on Rumor Has It, of course, the title track is, well, Rumor Has It. It sounds like this. You Lie was also on that album 30 years ago. And Fancy. So the album comes back out on September the 11th. There's also 30th anniversary merchandise available as well if you want to go to Reba.com. That's your country music news, which is powered by Orville's Men's Store. You can shop them online right now and see what your wardrobe is missing. It's real simple. All you have to do is log on to Orville's MS.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. You hear that music right there? Makes me think of one of my favorite shows from when I was a kid. It was all about Ponch and John, mm-hmm. the motorcycle officers on chips, and law enforcement. I thought at one point I wanted to be an officer. I, I can did. see that. So sometimes people ask me, hey, are you a police officer or in the military? I think it's a haircut. I yeah. Don't know. We have Jeff Presley from Jonesboro E911 on the phone with us this morning. Good morning, Jeffrey. Good morning. How are you this morning, man? Doing good. Starting out a good day up here. Knock on wood. Not a lot going on at 911 right now. We'd like to keep it that way. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk for a second about you had a really crazy day because you try to update all of the media so we can share the information uh, to the rest of our listeners and viewers. Um, You were updating us on traffic accidents. What was happening out between Brooklyn and Paragould yesterday? Because it seemed like it was one after another. You know, Highway 49 between Jonesboro and Brooklyn and Paragool has become a really busy uh, roadway, and we're receiving a lot of wrecks out there. So, uh, you know, we want you to be really cautious out there. They're going to do extra patrol with police and speeding and things like that. 
But we had two serious accidents, one fatal right at the county line yesterday. So it was a busy, uh, busy day in that area. Yeah, and I heard a little bit about the one at the county line between Craighead and Green, and man, just a, a tragic story. And I can't imagine, you know, being somebody in their vehicle to see something, you know, like a, a major crash like that happen. Just that has to be traumatizing. And, you know, it can happen so quick. Uh, a lot of times people are distracted with phones and different things. Uh, and on a busy roadway, sometimes you don't have that reaction time you need to uh, to correct uh, a vehicle. Uh, and thankfully, you know, with the 911 systems and um, the mapping we have in place nowadays, the first call, you know, we had people en route and got them there as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, had to close the road off for several hours. So, you know, you just never know. Uh, you just have to pay attention. Well, no, and you mentioned the distracted driving, and I think most people are probably guilty of, you know, hearing a notification, looking down to see what their phone is going to do. Uh, but if you're going 55, 65 miles per hour and you're doing one of those uh, curves, number mm-hmm. one, you're, you're taking your eye off the road. Yeah. But number two, you're not watching what other people are doing. Because what if, what if you're doing your best not to look at your phone, but somebody else right. coming the opposite direction is? You know, you always have to be aware in those situations. And that's correct. You know, when now police are actually cracking down on that uh, distractive driving, and they should because it's very dangerous out there for our families and friends that's traveling. But if you look at the stats here in Craighead County, at our 911 center last year, we dispatched 4,500, over 4,500 accidents. Wow. Uh, this year, we're up to 2,238 accidents. So we're in right in line to meet up with next year our past last year's accident total. So it can happen so quick, and a lot of those are uh, major injury accidents. Right. And uh, we get the calls. You know, we got a lot of road construction going on in the Jonesboro area. If you had noticed, uh, getting calls every afternoon on you know, uh, the interstate I five 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 the work yeah. zones out there. If you'll notice, we got it down to one lane. Yeah, what's happening? And we get a lot of folks uh, trying to get on that roadway, and we've had several accidents out there. And that's going to be that way for the rest of the year and maybe part of next spring. So oh it's going to be a busy uh, busy time. Okay, so give me the vision, because if you've, if you've driven through Jonesboro on Interstate 555, you realize that, you know, one part of the road is now on the opposite side of the highway. So what used to be, you know, two lanes, I guess, is now down, or two lanes on each side is now down to just two lanes, and we're riding right next to each other on the wrong side of the road uh, in some situations. But what are they doing? Like I haven't been able to figure out, like, what's the reason for the road work? Well, if you look out there now, they're actually taking up on the uh, northbound lanes. They are taking all of the uh, pavement up. They're going to resurface that, uh, put the bedding down, and have a complete new road out there. Once they finish that side, uh, they'll move everything over there and do the same thing to the southbound lanes. Um, and if you'll notice, they've got extra patrols out there with highway police, mm-hmm. state police, and Jonesboro helping out out there. Yeah. Uh, very congested areas at 5 o'clock in the afternoon that may be backed up, you know, sometimes for two to three miles. Yeah, but why uh, are they doing it? It's going to be they... a long deal. Why do they feel the need to redo that road? Is it getting bad or what's? is it just something you have to do to maintain them? Yes, this is going to be a new roadway system they're trying out here. Uh, it's been proven in other states, and it was time to replace that. That, that roadway is very old. Uh, you know, if you've lived around here for any amount of time, you remember before it was interstate status. We had the, the interchanges and things at Culver House where you had to cross those roadways. So that's, that's the same road. It's been there. It's been passed on many times. So it was time for replacement. I didn't realize that process was going to take so long because I can give you, you know, I was coming back the other day from uh, Truman and I'm coming through and, you know, you slow down to 55, which you can actually, if you're going above 55 in the work zones, can get a ticket. Uh, but I slowed down and I thought, you know, okay, I'm doing pretty well. And all of a sudden, man, it came to a complete stop. And I'm a pretty cautious driver, but it, I mean, it was full on mm-hmm. slam on the brakes not to hit somebody. So be super careful in those work zones. Yeah. And they're, they're going to have folks out there watching the traffic flow. Uh, those workers out there in that heat, you know, they've got a tough job, so let's uh, watch out for them. And while we're talking about construction, we've got a couple of hot spots today that you need to look out for that there's going to be uh, some congestion. Uh, it's going to be around East Nettleton and Watt Street where the new overpass is coming in. Yep, They're doing some final touches on um, the resurface there, so you're going to have some blockage and some detours. 
Caraway and Highland is a uh, active uh, work zone out there, putting in some turning lanes. So expect some lane closures there. Right. If you'll notice uh, the overpasses, um, Caraway Road, Harrisburg Road, they're actually doing a resurface on those, so they got it down to one lane. Uh, so just use caution, watch for those workers out there, and take your time. There you go. Jeff Presley, Jonesboro E911. Have a great day, man. All right. You too. Bro. All right. We'll talk to you later. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Wait happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, July 29th of 2020. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to a friend of mine. One of the sweetest people, most supportive people I know. We call her Cupcake. Happy birthday to Stacy Tate. Happy birthday, Stacy. She's celebrating today. I'll have to send her a sweet text message, maybe a photo. Sure. I think that's what she would want. You think so? Definitely. All right. So happy birthday, Stacy Tate, who celebrates today. Uh, Stephanie Sturgeon from Wynn. Happy birthday. Amanda Boyer is celebrating. Tyler Riddle from Wynn. David Robertson of Paragould. Ethan Navarro of Leechville is turning 20. We have Courtney Green celebrating a birthday today. And Justin Baggs from Jonesboro celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys celebrates a birthday today. Dak Prescott is 27. Allison Mack is 38. That's Chloe on Smallville. Josh Radner is 46. That's Ted on How I Met Your Mother. Wanye Morris from Boys to Men is 47. Happy birthday, Wanye. I will do anything. If you're at one of their concerts, they go around during the song and they give people roses. Kanye Morris, boys to men, 47 years old today. Happy birthday. James Otto is also 47 today. Ooh, we know some James Otto mm-hmm. from this one. This is gonna take forever, darling girl. I just got started loving you. James Otto, 47 years old today. And happy birthday to Martina McBride, who is 54 today. Most women love Martina McBride. Yes, it's think, very safe to say. Yeah. My baby loves me just the way that I am. My baby loves me just the way that I am. It's Martina's birthday. He thinks I'm pretty. He thinks I'm smart. He likes my nerve. He loves my heart. He's always saying he's my biggest fan. My, my baby, baby loves me just the way that I am. Martina McBride, 54. Song Valentine. Even oh, I love this song. The you do?
Baxter in the morning. We have Danny Capalis on the phone with us this morning. He is the director of the Parks and Recreation Department in the city of Jonesboro. Danny, welcome back to the show this morning, man. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. So typically one of the biggest tournaments that happens in Northeast Arkansas is the uh, Mountain Dew Classic Softball Tournament. People from all over come in for that. And as we're in the middle of a pandemic year, what does that look like in 2020? You know, it... It is one of the biggest tournaments we have. We uh, we routinely have this tournament uh, toward the end of May, first of June, right? Uh, and you know we can have anywhere from eighty to one hundred teams at this tournament. And uh, this year it looks like we're going to be somewhere between fifty to sixty teams. Oh wow! Uh, we we're following all the, uh, the the Arkansas Department of Health guidelines, uh, spreading everybody out, social distancing, asking them to follow the rules, uh, and just doing the best that we can and asking them to do the best that they can, but also trying to provide a, a, a service for our, our, our young ladies here in Jonesboro that, that want to get out and enjoy the game that they love. Well, you think about just the sheer amount of bodies that an event like this brings into the city uh, on the weekend where you're having the tournament. Think about the people who are here to go to our businesses and mm-hmm. to go to our restaurants and to shop and to buy gas. It's just crazy the amount of bodies that brings to town. Oh, it is. Uh, you know, between softball and baseball and all the other sports that, that we're involved with, it is such an economic boost for the city of Jonesboro that, that we've missed. Uh, you know, since early spring throughout the summer, we, we have, we've missed that with our parks department. And, uh, you know, we're, we want to be careful. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, but, but we're ready to get some things going. We're ready to, to get our kids back active. Mm-hmm. So how will you, like with so many different teams and people out there, and you know you, you have only so many fields, how are you going to be able to, to um, I guess I hate to say police, but that's probably the best way to say it. How are you going to be able to police everything to make sure that people are compliant with the current restrictions? You know, just, just like everything else, you, we're, we're going to have signage everywhere. We're going to explain uh, when people come in what the rules are. Uh, there's going to be packets that get sent out to the coaches. Uh, the umpires will explain to the coaches before each uh, each game to, to explain to the parents what they need to do. Uh, we're also very fortunate with our facility. Our, our facility up south side is actually pretty spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been out there lately, you'll uh, you'll know that we've actually uh, redone a lot of the area that was uh, grassed over, and it's actually a lot more concrete. So people have a lot more space to spread out, uh, set up tents, set up uh, seating. And then we've also provided uh, on the adult end where the fields are really big, we've got some temporary fencing uh, where people can set up tents and set up outside on the uh, the outfield. And so there's a lot more space for people to spread out and enjoy the game. So when you think about the parks in general around uh, the city of Jonesboro, there are so many of them that you have to make sure are are up and going. And, and the truth is, in the middle of a pandemic, we've seen more people, especially in the summer, they want to get outside, they want to go out and do stuff with their families. They're, they're not really comfortable going in places. So the parks, uh, ever since they've been kind of opened back up, they've been busy, right? They have been. Uh, you know, you take Craig and Forest. I mean, that's, that's the jewel of Jonesboro. Yeah. 770-acre uh, park that just – is busy uh, from from first thing in the morning till we close at ten at night, and uh, people aren't walking. You're seeing folks that that, uh, that that have started a new trend, a new 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 way of life, and they're they're walking, they're jogging, they're hitting the hiking trails, and it's wonderful. Uh, there's folks that are getting out there with uh, with disc golf. That's, that's a new sport that uh, it's not really a new sport, but it's a new sport to a lot of people in Jonesboro. Right. Uh, but that's an opportunity for people to get out. Uh, we actually have. Um, I believe it's 36 whole course out there at uh, Craighead Forest. You can get out there and and have an opportunity to play a game while you're walking and exercising. Yeah. What are some of the projects you're working on as far as the parks department? Anything new coming to any of the parks? 
Well, we just completed a new playground over at Parker Park. Uh, we uh, we updated the playground that was there. Uh, the, the one that was in place was kind of in a low uh, space, so we, mm-hmm. we tore out the old playground, built up the ground, and uh, put a new playground in, in place so that the water was not able to uh, rot the mulch and rust out the playground. So it, it's awesome. got a brand-new playground right there by the splash pad. The thing is about the job that you have, there's always something to do, isn't there? There is always something to do. It is uh, it is not a 40-hour-a-week job. It is uh, basically 24-7, phone dreaming all the time. So with the parks, uh, are you responsible for erecting statues? You know, we, we have not put up any official statues, but uh, I'm sure that we possibly can. Do you have one uh, particular in mind? He does. He does. It's it's a statue of himself. Yes. What if I if uh, I is, if I got funding for it? Would you put it at a park? Only if it's a statue of you wearing jean shorts. Okay, done. I gotta go. Done. I gotta go. We're done. Yep. <laughs> Danny Capalis, the city of Jonesboro Parks and Rec. Again, the Mountain Dew Classic Softball Tournament is happening August the 8th and the 9th. It's a huge economic impact for the city of Jonesboro. If people want to find out more about that tournament, where can they get the info, Danny? Uh, You can actually go to uh, uh, Jonesboro Softball Association's uh, Facebook page, and it'll be all over it. All right, man. uh, Have a great morning, and we appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Hey, thank you all so much. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, dude. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Sarah Munoz joins us on the phone this morning from A-State Athletics. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. So let me just go ahead and say right off the bat, first things first, right? Life in athletics as we enter the Mm -hmm. fall, which typically is very crazy, must be a little bit confusing right now. Very confusing, but we are preparing for the best and also the alternative. So how many different plans do you think there are in place? Because I think, you know, much like school teachers, you have all these different things that could happen. And which, what if it goes this way? What if it goes this way? What if it's altered? I would assume with athletics, you're having to think the same way. Absolutely. We are planning everything from fans in the stadium to limited fans in the stadium to even more limited fans to, you know, on the off chance that there weren't fans. But we are planning for there to be people there, and we are – we're really excited and, and looking forward to it, much like I think everyone else you know, is you, for that sense of normalcy. And you look at fall athletics and how much they mean, really, I mean, across the country, but I think about our community and how many people come out to see the you know the sports in the fall. And, man, it's just crazy that everybody has the question, hey, when is stuff going to be able to happen? When can these guys play? When can they practice with full contact? And at this point, nobody seems to know the answer. Right. Uh, you know, our guys are starting fall camp late next week and uh, we are we are progressing uh, until, you know, someone else says otherwise. But um, we're we're prepared and ready and we're looking forward to it. So from a marketing standpoint, because, you know, you are you oversee the whole marketing of A-State Athletics. Um, it's got to be one of those deals like how do you market something when you're not sure what you have to market? That's tough. It is. It's definitely a challenge, uh, but I think, I think after what everyone has been through to this point, I think people understand. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they they kind of get that it's the unknown for everyone, and we're all navigating this together. Yep. So. Sarah Munoz on the phone with us this morning from A State Athletics. Hey, do you have Howell's phone number? <laughs> I don't, but if I get it, I'll be sure to send it your way. Did you see on social media over the last couple of weeks, Howell was taunting (laughs) me about my jean shorts? I did. It was one of the greatest moments of my life, Sarah. Yeah, how about that picture he sent back to you in your own jean shorts? Yes, where I I thought, oh my gosh, is that really me for a second? (laughs) No, but it's really funny because I, I look over and I'm, I open up social media like many of us do and see, you know, what kind of responses you're getting for your post or whatever. And I realized that I was getting booed. My jean shorts were being made fun of by A-State Athletics. <laughs> it was the greatest. And I need to get to the bottom of this. It was good. That was some, that was some good dialogue. So. And I do believe that uh, as soon as we get to have a home game, me and the chancellor, Kelly Dampus, we're wearing our jean shorts out there. I don't know about that. We'll have to have a talk about that. Now, Blake Anderson and, and Bilotto and Mahajer, they're all saying they're not going to do it, but they just don't want to play along. <laughs> Can you see Coach Anderson a, out I there? I think that's a trend that's left in the past. 
Yeah, but me and Danfus, we're going to try to bring it back, which Good luck will mean that. a whole lot to the students, I'm sure. <laughs> For sure. Are you going to bust out socks and sandals, too? Or funky white tennis shoes? Oh, I don't Sarah, know. Sarah, you're hired. So, no, no. <laughs> hey, I know you have something else going on I wanted to talk to you about, and really the reason for the call this morning. Uh, A-State Athletics has teamed up with Suddenlink, and you guys are doing this movie night, which was a really big hit last year. And at this point, when people are looking to get out of the house and have stuff to do with their family, this has the potential to be even bigger this year. Yes. So this is our second annual movie night at Centennial Bank Stadium, presented by Suddenlink. Uh, it's, it's scheduled for tomorrow night. The movie will start at 6.30. Our gates will open at 6. Unlike last year, though, we are not able to have all the extra activities on field, the bago, the hulu, you know, footballs to toss around, just out of safety and multiple hands touching those activities. So uh, we've limited that. Um, it'll just be the movie that's go around, but it'll be a good one. Um, 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 along with all the folks in attendance, Sporky will be in attendance on the big screen. So uh, without being able to tell you what movie it is, uh, I will say Forky's going to be there. Um, and we can yeah, read between really the lines. forward to it. <laughs> so, and this is a deal that uh, tomorrow night again inside Centennial Bank Stadium, and the stadium is huge. Obviously, we know that. Um, last year, people were able to be down there on the field, which I know Kai loves it. Anytime he can go down there and get on the turf, right? He thinks that's so cool. Um, how is how's the seating going to go tomorrow? Yes. They, we will have areas designated for fans to sit so that they are spacing themselves appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it'll, you know, it'll be much like it was in the past. Blankets are permitted. Strollers are permitted. We don't allow chairs on the, um, on the turf. Uh, clear bag policy. Uh, bags, clear bags. Um, it's free to attend. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of fun and a, and a good event to get out of the house for. Yeah, and again, man, when you're inside the stadium, you're looking mm-hmm. up at that big screen. And you see the movie, which we cannot name, but you hear it running through that whole stadium too. It's just a cool experience and it's different. And that's what people are enjoying right now. We've seen like Brad Paisley go out and do these concerts mm-hmm. in parking lots, socially distant. And when, when I heard the idea, I thought, well, that seems really strange. How are they going to pull that off? But you see how they did mm-hmm. it. And it was really special because this is going to be a time we'll never forget in our lifetimes. And you can enjoy a free movie night with Arkansas State tomorrow night. 100%. And we are looking forward to it and welcome everyone that is able to attend. If something changes with the weather, I'm sure you'll move it to a different day, but where will that information be found first? We will post first to social media at astateredwolves.com. And that's, we've got Twitter, Facebook. Those will be our two primary social locations for posting immediately. All right. So tomorrow night, movie night, Centennial Bank Stadium with Sudden Link and A-State Athletics. Sarah, we appreciate your time this morning, and we'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Have great. a great day. All right, you too. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Thanks for having us on your K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. We have Andrea Kane and Tiffany Duggan on the phone this morning. They're here to talk about the Stock the Pantry drive-by, which is happening this coming Friday. Good morning, ladies. Morning. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? We're great. Okay. All right, so tell me a little bit about what's happening on Friday because I'm hearing about a new organization that's called Brenda's Table. Can you first of all tell me about that? Hey, so Brenda's Table is a new nonprofit in the area. We are an emergency-based, almost like a food pantry or a nutrition, I don't know, yeah, emergency-based. We supply your family and things with food and nutrition to kind of get you back on your feet when you have an emergency in your family. Right. And we've seen, obviously, more of that in 2020 than probably ever before based on you think about tornadoes, you think about pandemic, you think about people who all of a sudden were either uh, seeing reduced hours at work or no job at all. So I would I would imagine this has been a trying year for a lot of families in northeast Arkansas. Yes. So as we think about that, though, when you think about Brenda's table, uh, was there a certain moment in your life where you're like, you know what, this is why we need to put this organization together was there something that just happened that that made you think you had to do this well so i've been volunteering with the food bank for about 10 years now and learning about the hunger and the need in our community Mm -hmm. and then with everything going on i actually did not have a job for two months and so all of that coinciding with everything else i was like 
why don't I just follow my dream and start my own nonprofit now and help other people when I can. That's awesome. So tell me about the name Brenda's Table. Where does that come from? So Brenda is my mother. Okay. And growing up, I did not know anything about hunger. I just thought it was normal to have dinner with the family every night and then the kids go do your dishes and clean the table. Yep. Um, it was later on when I started volunteering with the food bank of Northeast Arkansas and stuff like that, that I learned about the need and in our community. And so 10 years later, here I am. So what's the difference between how you guys are going to operate and how the food bank would operate? Is there, is there much of a difference? Are you serving the same people or, or how would you break that down? So with Brenda's table, we, we saw that there was a need. Um, there are plenty of resources in town. It's a great community to help people. Um, But sometimes there are waiting lists. So the way that Brenda's Table works is we're an emergency relief. If somebody has a fire, a loss of job, um, a loss in the family, something like that that was mentioned earlier, they can come to us and we can be an immediate resource, um, help them get groceries for the week and make sure that, you know, their babies are fed or if they have pets. And, you know, pet food is really expensive. We have uh, an organization um, that helps us with pet food. So we are able to, they can apply. They can um, find us on Facebook. There's an application for them to fill out. And then we will go and supply groceries for the week to help them get by while they're looking for a long-term help um, or more assistance. So what's the Facebook page? If somebody were to go to Facebook and want to do the search this morning, what would they search? Um, if you search Brenda's Table, you can find us on Facebook. Um, we are working on getting all social media platforms, um, and we will have a, a website up very soon. Um, but for now, Facebook is the best place to find us with just Brenda's Table. And again, this is a time, you know, it's not like um, everybody just goes out and launches a nonprofit. It's a kind of daunting thing to do because there's so many people who need help. And that's why this coming Friday from four until seven, you guys are doing uh, a drive-by donation thing that's going to be happening at the Barefoot Personal Training and Gym. So tell me about what's happening on Friday. Sure. So from four to seven, we will have our volunteers there just waiting on the side of the road in front of Barefoot. You will pull up with your donations and we will come out to the car, get them out of the car for you. You never get out of the car. What all are you guys looking for this week? Um, we are looking, so this will be the first time that we stock our pantry. Okay. So we need anything and everything, to be honest. Non-perishable food items. We are also accepting hygiene products, um, any kind of gift cards to grocery stores that we can use when we need to go shopping for the families. And then we can also take monetary donations. And I think for those of you who are looking for a cause that you want to support, maybe you're a business owner or somebody who would like to say, hey, I think we want to you know, contribute this amount and kind of sponsor Brenda's table. I'm sure you guys are open to that idea as well, right? Yes, of course. So again, you can find out more about Brenda's table when you go to Facebook and search Brenda's table. And again, coming up on Friday from four until seven on church, uh, church street, 219 South church at barefoot personal training and gym. It's going to be the stock, the pantry drive by. They're going to keep it simple, make it where you don't have to get out. Everybody's going to be at a safe distance. And again, it's a great way to help stock Brenda's table. And we appreciate you ladies joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Y'all have a great morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare is on the phone with us this morning. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, 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 guess what? I got to see Earl Monday. I hadn't seen him probably in, what, three months? Has it been that long since we've been going there? Yeah, it's been a minute since we've been there. How tall was he? He was pretty tall. So shout out to Earl at the Nutrition Hub this morning. Did you see him? uh, He said he still listens. Well, well, oh, that's good. That's nice. Well, Kevin, I hope he does. <laughs> I hope we didn't run him off. Did you watch him walk from the back of the store to the curb in two steps? Well, he he was in the back, and he came forward. Uh, I, we actually went inside, didn't have curbside, but, um, you know, we just picked it up and left. I had to go get the 
the saltwater fish some fish food next door. So it was right at lunchtime, and I said, why don't we just go in there and we'll make a shake our, our lunch. And yeah. it was very filling. Very good. <clears throat> okay, so Kelly has a squirrel she's trying to befriend at her house. Is that a bad idea? She's like getting to the point where she can almost hand feed the squirrel. You know, they're neat little things. If they're young and they kind of imprint on you, and, you know, and we used to have one here at the clinic that this uh, guy, uh, neighbor next door, kind of raised as a pet. And this thing would come out every morning on this back wooden fence that goes, you know, behind our properties here. And uh, it would come up to you almost. So his I haven't name's, seen it. His name is Bernard. And I, when I go Bernard? out, yep. And when I go outside, I'll go, and he'll come straight down and find me. Down. So do most of the guys in her neighborhood. Jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness, Brandon. Her milkshake brings Doctor, all the boys. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Brandon brings out bad things in Dr. <laughs> Educate us this morning on something we don't know. Um, you know, I thought it'd be good to talk about leptospirosis, which it's a it's a bacteria that, that especially dogs get or can get and it it's um it spreads in their bloodstream. They can acquire it from you know, standing bodies of water or puddles or irrigated ditches or, or drainage ditches. And um, these bodies of water, usually they, they have urine in them from infected wildlife. So a large variety of mammals, mice, rodents, any, any of the rodents, uh, squirrels, Bernard may be carrying uh, leptospirosis right now. So I'm telling uh, you, you cattle, be careful. Um, deer. So the dogs get in the water and they're swimming or drinking it or the bacteria can actually penetrate their skin and gets in their bloodstream, travels throughout the body. It can, um, it can, you know, then lodge in their internal organs and commonly the kidneys. So these dogs can have kidney infections and fever and it can be pretty serious. And one of the concerns is it is a zoonotic condition, which as we talked about before means it can be transmitted to, to people. Oh. Uh, so you can get this from your pet by getting exposed to, you know, an infected pet's urine. Um, so dogs are more at risk would be hunting dogs, outdoor dogs, dogs that, you know, run around on the farm or live near wooded areas, or even dogs that have spent time in a kennel. You know, if you get an infected dog in there and it's going out and urinating and then another dog comes along and, you know, it, it gets in their body that way. You know, fortunately, we don't see it. Real commonly, um, symptoms are kind of nonspecific starting out, just fever, shivering. They can be weak, like lack of appetite. And then, you know, then they may actually have some urinary type uh, issues. Um, and, um, you know, they can be sick. Antibiotics are used to treat it, but a lot of these dogs would require, you know, IV fluids, uh, that type of thing to prevent dehydration. Um, the good thing is there is a vaccine that, that will prevent it. And um, there's several strains of um, of the leptospirosis. The vaccine we use covers four strains, four of the common strains in, in, um, that dogs can acquire. So, you know, it's not considered a core vaccine, but if your dog is at risk, you know, in the above situations that I mentioned, it would probably be a good idea to get them vaccinated for it because especially this time of the year, you know, we're going to have some rain this week. Uh, the water's going to stand if we get enough. Uh, farm Farmers are flooding fields, irrigating uh, their crops now. And, you know, if you've got a farm dog that's out there running around, you can just be sure, uh, you know, sure that uh, these wild animals will drink the water and then they yeah. will urinate and can contaminate it. So, um, you know, it is, it is a potential risk. I, I knew a guy that uh, was a veterinarian, <clears throat> and he actually acquired it. Uh, from an infected dog while he was in veterinary school. Oh, wow. And he was was pretty sick. He even spent two or three days in the hospital from it. So, you know, it's not something we see every day, but it is it is out there, and it can infect dogs. But there's a vaccine, and you can give it, right? Yeah, there's a vaccine as a preventive, and then, fortunately, you know, if the cases aren't too advanced, they can be treated and, you know, have a, have a good outcome. So, um, you know, that's always good. There you go. Right there. Information we did not know until today with Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed on Parker Road at Vet Care. Phone's ringing right now. <laughs> hey, thanks, Doc. Y'all have a, have a great week. All right, you too, man.
It's the K-Fun Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. We have Jeff Moore on with us now, Jonesboro Animal Control. He is, he from what he told me before we get on the air, he has taken over the full responsibility of animal control from Larry Rogers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll say good morning, guys. <laughs> I love how you make people awkward. I did not make him awkward. Yes, you did. Jeff, is it still, <laughs> is it still true that, that you do all of the work at animal control? <laughs> Did I do all the way? Actually, probably not. Oh, man. Me, me and Larry, me and Larry fight over who's going to hang out with Mac Dog. Oh, I forgot. Mm. Hey, I saw a picture of Mac on my. It's weird. My father-in-law was showing me a picture of Mac Dog on his phone. Oh, <laughs> but Mac had just got the haircut where he looks like a lion. Yeah, he he, he looks pretty cool when he does that. He feels all beefed up when he does that too. It's kind of like you know somebody when they walk out of the gym, they're all. It's like Brandon when he puts on a hat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Man, one of the things I loved the most about Larry bringing dogs in is, and I think it was Mac. For whatever reason, Mac Dog intimidated David the Barrel Boy. He was scared to death of him. So Mac would start barking. He wouldn't bark normally, but at David, he would bark and growl. It's because he knew he was fearful. <laughs> well, you, well, you know, some dogs have a sense of stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, and Mac has a pretty high sense. It's almost like he's a police dog, right? Almost, yeah. I mean, right there in the same in the same vein. Okay, so let's talk about uh, animal control. Obviously, you guys do pet adoptions, and if somebody's out there looking for man's best friend, a new dog to come home, maybe somebody who's just going to be happy when you get there because your spouse isn't, uh, you guys have <laughs> dogs available for adoption right now. Uh, we've got one of everything out here right now. We are, of course, we're, it's summertime. We are at capacity. Yeah, so is there is there anybody we should focus on? Is there a dog or a breed or puppies or whatever? Uh, we've got some puppies that are going to be coming up before long. They've still got a few more weeks left before they'll be ready. Uh, we've got a couple of dogs that have been back there. We've got a big white boxer back there that came from uh, a court case that is just sweet as he can be, but he's been back there a long time. Oh, my gosh. I love boxers, too. I do. I, they're one of my favorite types of dogs. I think they're beautiful. How many types of dogs have you had? I've had a few. As many as animal <laughs> control. <laughs> so tell me about what you guys are seeing. I know, you know, obviously we're pretty much uh, you know at the heat of summer, and we hear all the time about, unfortunately, people leaving their animals in, uh, in the car with the windows maybe even cracked, but it's against the law to do that. Yes, it is. And even with the windows cracked, that really doesn't, doesn't help much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it doesn't take but just a few minutes with that car turned off. If you've ever sit in the car with the in this heat with the air conditioner turned off, it doesn't take long at all to get uncomfortable, and, it, and you can cause permanent damage to your dog in just a very few minutes. Can the same thing happen if it's a hot day and they're outside in the yard and there's not enough water? It can, and actually that is uh, – one of the stipulations of your dog being outside, Any, anywhere your dog's at, and, and it should have uh, fresh, fresh food and water, especially water and shelter, some some place to get out of the heat, right. somewhere to get in the shade. So when it's hot outside, is it better to take your dog ice cold water or throw ice cubes in it, or to allow them to have you know kind of like lukewarm water out of the the water hose? There's a little bit of debate out of over over the ice cube thing. I give my dogs my dogs get a big chunk of ice every day. Yeah. Okay. I put it in the water and, and they appreciate it. Yeah. But some people don't. Yeah, some people don't prescribe to that. I, I, that's something I do. Yeah, I got you. So if people want to come by and look at, maybe they want to come see the boxer or they want to come and uh, see those puppies in a couple of weeks. What are the times you guys are available for people to come by and check out the animals? Right now, of course, like everybody else, we're kind of having to follow the uh, COVID guidelines. So we're doing everything by appointment. And if everybody go to Jonesboro Animal Patrol on Facebook, and we have all of our dogs in an album for uh, looking for homes and pick out what dogs that they might be interested in looking in and just give us a call up here, and we have to do it by appointment so we don't have more than one person up here at the time yep. or more than one group here at the time. 
Got to do it smart. Jeff Moore, Jonesboro Animal Control. Jeff, is it still true what you told me the other day on the phone that Larry has been preparing for the pandemic for years by spending most of his time at home? <laughs> Doomsday prepping. I, I think there is there there is some truth to that. <laughs> Love you, Larry. I, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's forced if he, if, or if he's doing it independently. <laughs> Hey, tell uh, Sarge we said hello, okay? I will sure do it. All right, Jeff Moore, Jonesboro Animal Control on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families and Brandon Baxter in the morning. Thanks for having us on. My name's Brandon. I'm Kelly. We have a podcast, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast. You can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. It's the full show, all the interviews, all that kind of stuff. On the podcasts, and again, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn. We are everywhere, even on Alexa, when you say, Alexa, play the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Second season finale of Bulletproof, the season finale of At Home with Amy Sedaris, and the fourth season premiere of Inside the World's Toughest Prisons on Netflix. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the Morning.